Hi, welcome to Subversity here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. The opinions expressed on the show are, are not necessarily those of the regents of the University of California, nor the management of KUCI. Uh, today we're going to be talk of, talking about a new film uh, about a Chinese funeral, kind of uh, and a family that's all in the family of a Chinese style. And with us is the director of this film, an independent director, Anna Chi. Oh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. Here I am. Thank yeah. you, everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, it's an um, amazing film because at first I thought, oh, my God, do I want to watch a film about a dead person's uh, life? And, uh, <laughs> and, <laughs> and then it turned into, um, you know, Chinese families, there's these stereotypes that Chinese extended families are so, you know, wonderful because they help each other and they... And I know from my family, there's actually a lot of tension and there's a lot of uh, power play. And we, I also had a dragon lady kind of uh, aunt, actually. Oh, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, a, I know. It's a kind of interesting. Almost every um, Chinese family has somebody like that, where, whether it's an aunt, uh, aunt and, you know, mother or sister. Somebody, um, uh, you know, can play that dragon lady role. It's very interesting. It, I, I think it's. It's the tradition that we have, a Chinese culture. Somehow, uh, the wealth of the woman has to be tough or str- not necessarily strong, but manipulative to get everybody in line. To be, so everybody has to be afraid of some sort. I don't know. But, it's, uh, you know, for my movie, I just think, you know, we have uh, uh, Chinese in this country has been, you know, uh, as, as long as, other um, other people, whether from Europe or from um, you know other places, uh, other countries, um, but you know we haven't really uh, have any movies that really reflect the kind of uh, uh, today's uh, Chinese American or, or Asian American in general uh, their life in America. It's always uh, um, when there's a movie about uh, Asian American, it's always about. Uh, um, uh, their struggle as immigrant. Um, so I don't want to talk about that anymore because I think, that, um, you know, of course that's a great subject that needed to be talked about it, but also the other part of the Asian American that's actually part of this society has never been really talked about. So uh, my movie, Dim Sum Funeral, is really about looking at this particular family, uh, though uh, it's a Chinese American family, but it is really a American family too. It's just the dynamic is a little bit different because they're Chinese, their heritage is Chinese, uh, but the issues they have to deal with and the journey they have to go through is uh, it should be very universal. So <laughs> that's yeah. why uh-huh. I think it does. Uh, you know, other people, other ethnic groups will should relate to this, and um, I also found that some of the the characters are very strong, uh, especially the women seem much stronger in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and the, the one, uh, the two, there are two guys, uh, two main guys, I guess, uh, the ex-older uh, guy and then the, yeah. uh, the son. And yeah. the son is played by Russell Wong, who actually becomes very vulnerable in this film, I think. He, he yeah. kind of exposes himself, whereas in other roles he's played other characters. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
I think you're right. It's a really, um, uh, it's somehow, uh, you know, I, some people actually said this movie, um, asking me, have I heard uh, people saying this is a uh, you know Chinese American chick movie, and uh, I said, mm. well, I, no, I don't. <laughs> it's a, I, I, if it's really a chick movie, that's great. You have all the girls take your guys to see the movie, but um, but anyway, I think you um, you have you have pointed out something very interesting about Russell, because um, you know on the movie he has played, he also play, always played either bad guy or you know. Uh, villains or action, you know, yeah. we never we never really see him being vulnerable. Um, yeah. Even even in Joy Luck Club, he plays sort of like a you know uh, a playboy kind of a, a character. Um, but in, in in truth, he actually is a really good actor. He has a great depth to you know to actually play all kinds of parts. So I really enjoyed to see him, you know, having that vulnerable part of him as an actor. And uh, uh, but of course, going back to your you know your observation about there's a lot of a strong woman, I think um, maybe uh, I don't know whether it's intention or not. Of course, I am a woman and female director. I like to ha- I like to tell stories about women. I almost um, almost all the scripts I've written so far, um, they're all mm, the the you know the protagonists, the main characters are all women, and. Uh, um, and I just think we need somebody to do that because we don't have enough good woman roles. And uh, even though today, you know, in in the 21st century, a woman plays a very important in you know, almost every field. Um, so I'm I'm sort of like a, I thought you know in order to be um, adequately college you know represent all the Chinese. People and women. Um, I need to have a movie that just gives them, uh, you know, give them the opportunity to um, have their voice to be heard. Yeah, I know. In uh, when people die, uh, the funeral procedures are, are kind of male centric, right? I mean, the man of the family yes. always yes. is in charge of uh, uh, procedures and of the the, the details and doing, mm-hmm. you know, getting, you know, you could go look to him for the. You know who's going to speak at the eulogy and all that stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, exactly. And you actually reverse the roles here. Yeah, uh, exactly. Because uh, you know we, we Chinese men, Chinese you know boys, I guess they they have um, they had a lot of power already for five thousand years. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe in my movie I give them one, I give them a break. <laughs> I think it, I actually think it's a lot of burden. Don't you think you're Chinese? Yeah. Um, American yourself. There's just a lot of uh, expectations and uh, and uh, and the need from uh, being a Chinese man. You know, your family wants you to become successful, and uh, you need to take care of them. And when they get older, and uh, you're supposed to carry on the family name, even you know after you get married, you should have a boy because otherwise you're yeah. not continuing the, uh, you know the family. You know, I do think there's a lot of burden. Whereas on the other hand, that the woman could just do as good as the man could do in a Chinese family. So I just thought it would be interesting yeah. to, to reverse the role a little bit. <laughs> That's good because uh, there are two two responses to that. Uh, what you uh, what you said. Um, one was a professor here, a woman professor. Uh-huh. From, uh, she, she was Chinese, she's Chinese, and 
her, I think her father died, and and she was married to a Caucasian. And uh-huh. when they went back to Taiwan, it turns out the cook, the husband, was put in the role of doing everything because oh, he no. was he was the man. <laughs> so she was yeah. telling me that once, and she was kind of surprised, you know. And but you know, but maybe she was relieved she didn't have to handle some of this stuff. Yeah, uh, that's, yeah. it is quite interesting. That just that they don't somehow they still even today they still that strong yeah. tradition of a woman just don't have a position in any you know any culture. It, it just I think it's still. It's too backward. We the authority to position, that. yeah, the lack yeah. of authority position, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. the other one was, of course, my parents always wanted me to get married, and mm-hmm. I, I never did, so... Uh, <laughs> I know, I and, know. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I really think, don't you think, as, you know, being a Chinese man in, you know, in, in a very, very traditional Chinese sense, it is a lot of put on you. Like, you have to perform... You need to get married at a certain time, and you need to have a family, and you need to have a certain kind of job. It's just too much, don't you think? Yeah, it's too much. <laughs> and my um, my aunt uh, was always uh, asking me, "How come you're not married yet?" And uh, I do, this I is do. this empress, you know, a dragon lady type person. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> and I know uh, she's like a, you. What well, just just be careful when, as soon as you get married. She was, "How come you're not getting?" You know, having kids. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't do it, so it was fine. I mean, it was they basically ignored me for the. Also, they're very religious, actually, oh. and so it was very kind of fundamentalist uh, Christian. Mm-hmm. So oh, it became, okay. and I became more of an activist uh, in America. And oh, so okay. it was a different type of, um, you know, politics. <laughs> so, so also the, I'm that, glad. I'm so glad you find your own way to yeah. escape. Uh-huh. And also, I live. You know, there were a lot of them were living in Hong Kong at, at the beginning, and then they moved. They did move actually to to America, but mm-hmm. but we're not um, communicating. But the only time we actually meet is at funerals. So I was thinking that uh, your story is. I mean, the story you depict is quite interesting because. I'm not sure if I could survive seven days with my relatives in a, <laughs> in a, in a locked up, uh, not locked up, but just, you know, having to go through talking to each other and being forced to confront all, all the fears and all the secrets. I know, I yeah, know. It's, uh, it's kind of, a, uh, you, you know, you said it's locked up, but even though it's not really locked up together, right, not, but the situation, yeah. uh, the situation forced you to deal, in, to deal with each other, uh, whether you like it or not. Um, I think um, I think that's the whole thing about why uh, their mother wanted this funeral because they knew, uh, just like you said, that they can't stand each other for seven days. Yeah, but and and it, actually, I found you know I I recently went back to Hong Kong uh, yeah. last month in April April I mean and I found out one of my relatives wrote a biography uh-huh. and um, and talked about the you know the dragon lady and. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was interesting to read about my family from uh-huh. uh, uh, somebody I know, I mean. And yeah. so that was kind of interesting. So it makes me want to actually talk to her and uh, and find out more about... Um, because we didn't talk before, uh-huh. partly because of politics. Uh, my family was very conservative, and uh-huh. she was uh, from China, so they were considered her... She was uh, more communist. And uh-huh. so... But they ended up in Hong Kong. Uh-huh. And, um so how uh, in in the funeral? I remember my parents uh, just uh, some uh, of my own remembrances. Uh, when my grandfather died in China, they they actually did something they you didn't do in your in your movie. 
they didn't put the body there <laughs> in the coffin. And they said, my, my mother remembers my grandfather's coffin was in the house for a long time in the uh-huh. village because they, they wanted it there so that all the relatives could come back and uh, give their respects. And they yeah, just, to see they, it, yeah. Yeah, and they just left the body at the bottom of the stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's a, a, that's a very good question because um, uh, we couldn't really do that since you saw the movie and you know why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, but for the audience, uh, you know, they have to see the movie to understand why we don't have the body there. Right, right, but, right. Uh, um, uh, but you're right that we have to twist uh, the tradition a little bit because, um, you know, this is a, actually it's not a, really a traditional Chinese funeral in many ways. Um, because it's not a funeral, so, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, so it's a funeral without body, I guess. Um, uh, so we, we were we were shot sort of like a, um, uh, we you know in a way from a story point of view when we were create, when we were doing this project uh, even from the uh, writing um, we we knew what we're dealing with and we purposely doing this. It is actually a way of. Um, uh, taking advantage of all the characters. Yeah. They don't even know, because they're Americans. Yeah. They don't know whether this is right or wrong. What's authentic, <laughs> yeah. Oh, not yeah. really right or wrong. It's or, a, whether or this is tradition yeah. or not. Yeah, because they yeah. have no idea. So they're learning. So by by the end of the day, you know, by the end of a seven-day period, uh, what, they, you know, what we want them to learn is not really about how to do a traditional Chinese funeral, <laughs> it's, yeah, what yeah, we want right. them to learn is, um, you know, about your themselves. family, yeah, yeah. About your, yourself, yeah, yeah, yourself, your mother, and uh, and your family, yeah, uh, yeah who you are, and, uh, and what's most important in your life, um, so, yeah, that's what we, yeah, we did this movie, it's, you know, the lessons, it's, a, it's, a, it's really, if you know, it's really just a way of telling the story. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of creative. people. <laughs> yeah, very, very creative. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, ho- I'm hoping people, you know, after they see the movie, they don't say, oh, that's not right. I hope they don't pick on the funeral part of it because it, it, it's actually purposely not right. Because then it yeah. yeah. gives the audience the wonder, are they really doing what are they doing? This is the, uh, yeah, especially the, you know, the um, housekeeper character. She said, you know, I am, I, I must be a Chinese previous life, and she's, you know, she's, <laughs> she's like, a, she calls herself the expert of Chinese funeral, yeah. but she actually probably, you know, have no clue either. Uh, so, so I think that's the kind of fun of it. Yeah. Everybody's uh, like going through the journey, not quite sure where they're going to end it. Yeah, ended up, and that's that's the fun of the movie. I think you anyway. capture well the the disconnect between, you know, the longing for for homeland and for memory, but how it's adapted in America. So it's totally different, actually, how yeah. they think of China in a way because it's yeah. bits and pieces are learned from parents and or not learned, and it's not really what it is in China anymore. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. So cause they do the children really present um, the younger generation in America. So they, uh, you know, the mom is uh, uh, it's a more traditional Chinese part of it. So it's a, it's a two-culture. In a sense, it's still the two-culture coming together. Um, and, uh, um, but in, uh, you know, 
is even more, if I have to go further, I would think it's uh, actually more of two generations. Yeah, um, yeah, whether, yeah. yeah, whether it's Chinese culture or European culture, you know, Irish or, or France or, you know, Germany or whatever, whatever the culture, um, it's really about two generations. Um, uh, you know, we always talk about generation gaps and uh, uh, older generation have uh, certain expectations of younger generation and the younger generation have a certain uh, expectations of older generation. So in the end, is how you get along. You know, it's, it, in a, I'm not trying to make my movie uh, sound like a political, but I do think in a much deeper way, it's how to get along. It doesn't really matter yeah. um, older or young and uh, um, immigrant or non-immigrant um, and uh, dragon lady or not dragon lady. If we can all reach out from all different directions, then we will come to a middle ground and then things will get easier. We don't have to fight, we don't have to hate, and we don't have to always bitter about with each other anymore. So that's kind of uh, uh, about what I really would like you know, my movie to achieve with audience after they see the movie. It, it's really, um, you know, don't just sit back waiting, oh, they're wrong, they should come out seek apologies. And uh, what about you reach out? If you reach out, yeah. you give the other side a much easier chance to see apology, actually. Yeah, Because yeah. Uh, um, yeah. usually uh, it will be very difficult for people to still um, fight you when you say you're sorry. So, sure. uh, yeah. 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 So that's what I'm trying to do with uh, all the siblings and their mother. And uh, in the end, they are able to say they're sorry for what they have been doing to each other. Yeah, you, you, you know, there's this stereotype of the older generation as very boring and having, you know, kind of stable relationships, whereas Mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, disrupt that kind of stereotype by showing the dragon lady is actually has a secret lover. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's that's another thing, you know. For you, um, you know, we both are still children. Our parents, you know, we always think our parents are uh, so boring, and they, you know, they've been married for years, and you know, they they don't, you know, they don't understand us because they don't have passion, they don't have desire. But it's not true. They're human beings too. Uh, If we give them the credit and really listening to them, they might have a very colorful life just as we are, even though may be different because the, um, uh, you know, they live in a different period. But still, their life, um, you know, they, they probably enjoyed the romance just as much as we did, and uh, they have uh, suffered heartbreak just as much as we did too. Um, but we never really think about as children, uh, especially myself, I never really think about it. Um, do my parents, you know, loved or uh, shared a passion. Uh, yeah. It's almost like a, uh-huh. you know, they're just a parent. They're just a mom and dad. Yeah. But, you know, those things doesn't belong to them anymore. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, the, you also included a, a very um, touching uh, lesbian relationship among mm-hmm. one of the daughters uh, with, mm-hmm. and her girlfriend was actually her partner yeah. was was yeah. at the funeral event. Yeah. Um, why did you do that? Well, I did that because um, 
uh, that's uh, the other part of the, um, yeah, the other part of the uh, um, uh, message of, of funeral, looking at a different point of view, looking at funeral, because I don't really think um, funeral is ever uh, about death. It's, it's really about celebrating life. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, true. Uh, yeah, the memory of the one that passed away and uh, the future of the new generation that's going to come. Um, so I thought, you know, having this uh, lesbian couple uh, who are kind of a totally uh, fish out of water in their own skin, um, but they live so openly and they uh, actually are more open to, uh, to any ideas, whether it's old or new. Um, no, even they can ask monk for help. It's almost like uh, there's no boundary. So not necessarily, you know, it just so happened as a character they're lesbian lovers, but I just want to have a character that, that represents that part of uh, um, our life that we could live openly. It's a we more could, liberated, yeah. a more liberating feeling. Yeah, more liberating without any uh, boundary, without any, you know, of course, within the you know, boundary of the law, but uh, in terms of a, a spiritual, in terms of a personal um, choices, um, you know, just why not just pursue what actually makes you happy um, and not, you know, not holding back and, uh, uh it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, apology every time. So I think that's, a, uh, you know, just 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 a way of, uh, um, from a, you know, looking at life from a different point of view. Because uh, we all have a lot of, um, you know, like we just talked about earlier, we have a lot of responsibilities and we have a lot of restrictions in life. Um, we sometimes forgot uh, how much fun. It can be if we just give a little bit more uh, freedom, a little bit more liberty, and uh, try out, just make a little bit. Um, life can be a lot more interesting and uh, joyful and uh, not so much sorrow because all the limitations are we human beings put it on ourselves. Um, nobody, gave, nobody actually cuffed us with a handcuff, we cuffed ourselves. Oh, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I thought the monk character was very interesting. Um, the cute monk who yes. the, the two <laughs> lesbians asked for help, and, yeah. and then he realizes what he, he wanted to do with his life after, yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I thought it would be more interesting if he, if he came out as gay. <laughs> well, maybe you can write that script. Yeah, <laughs> for him some funeral sequel. <laughs> sequel, yeah, we have a phase two, yeah, a yes. sequel to uh, mm-hmm. some funeral. Uh, yes, uh-huh. and then they there's another side of the family. Then he gets involved yeah. with somebody else. <laughs> yes, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the, uh, oh, that'd be funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you see the film more as comedy than as drama, or? Um, I think it's a, a, actually I think it's a drama, but, yeah, but yeah. with the comedy situations. Because yeah. um, I think that's the best kind of comedy is you're not really trying very hard to make people laugh, but the situation you present uh, with the audience, and they have to laugh because it's just, you know, there's just no other way to react to it. I think that's the best comedy. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't set my heart to make 
this a comedy, um, but I I think you know that's what people would call like a dramedy. So oh yeah, yeah, a comedy. Uh-huh. Yeah, so yeah. A drama with a you know comedy element. Um, you know, it's a, it's going to be show in the theater on the twelfth of June. So it's opening on. This Friday, actually, in four days. In uh, um, in this area, huh? In Lo- Los Angeles area. Yeah, in Los Angeles area, in the Lemony Theater, uh, um, Sunset uh, Sunset Five in West Hollywood, and uh, um, uh, Pasadena Playhouse Seven. So, um, so that you know, I guess that after audience see the movie, and they can decide whether it's a dramedy or drama or comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I also like the drag, no, not the dragon lady, but the Taiwan Miss Taiwan character. I thought yeah, she was very Miss Taiwan. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. she was very cold, uh, and uh, but then you understand it was because of the way he was, uh, she was treated by her husband also. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, and by other siblings too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I and actually have a very funny story. My father, you know, he is. 100% Chinese, and he still looks in China, and so on one of the trips, and when he visited me, and, uh, um, you know, the movie just finished, and he saw the movie, and uh, found, this, is the, this is his comment, he said, no, I understand why they don't like the daughter-in-law, which is in this Taiwan, because she's the prettiest, so he, <laughs> he is from, from his pure Chinese family dynamic point of view I see. he understands because <laughs> usually the daughter-in-law have always has hard time to get along with the sister-in-laws because the sister-in-laws always felt they're threatened by the um you know by their brother's wife because they they can be prettier and smarter and uh, you know they're taking their brother away so it's a really interesting for my father to have that reaction. Said, "Oh, you know, because he didn't he didn't speak English, so I have to tell him the whole movie, oh, the story yeah. after the movie, and then he just like, oh, no, I understand. Even though I don't understand the language, I can see why they don't like the." <laughs> daughter-in-law because <laughs> she the because she's the prettiest. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, I mean, I thought the one of the lesbian characters was pretty, but <laughs> yeah, anyway, no, they are very yeah. pretty. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Every one of them are very pretty. Yeah. I have a, actually, I think I have a very pretty cast. Yeah, yeah. Every one of them, yeah. whether old or young, and you know, man or woman, they're all very beautiful. Yes, for sure, and. Yeah. Um, I like the fact that you, uh, the, especially also this uh, caretaker person, the Jewish uh-huh. uh, person who uh, yeah. plays the the this Chinese. Uh, she knows about supposedly knows about Chinese tradition, and yeah. she kind of orchestrates this whole funeral thing. Yeah. Um, I thought that was quite interesting because uh, sometimes it does take an outsider to yeah. see to see the problems in a family and yeah. try to uh, you know have an outsider's point of view. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, huh. and try to bring them together. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and also it's uh, it, it's kind of uh, reflect uh, uh, certain um, you know another kind of a pretentious in a way pretentious um, you know some uh, Chinese families they actually don't want to hire a Chinese care, a caretaker um, because they think uh, you know if they have a non-Chinese caretaker their status status is even higher because um, oh. I, I do I do know I actually I do know a um, a, a couple 
they actually hired um they actually live in Beijing. They don't even live in here. Um, they hired a, um, a Filipino nanny uh, uh, for their child in Beijing, so their child can speak English with the nanny. Um, oh, oh, so, oh. so it's a really, it's a lot of status quo here. Um, so I'm, I'm trying, you know, as a, as a filmmaker, I'm trying to put as much into the film, um, but you know audience may not necessarily understand all of the choices, but it is um, if you have to, um, you know, analyze every single character, they're not by chance. We, we design the way because of there's some message we want to, um, you you know, we want to give yeah. the audience. In the, in the film, you didn't um, specify the, 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 I guess, the background of, I mean, in terms of you couldn't really tell which uh, province they came from, could you? Um, no, actually, we didn't really do that part um, because the mother, the mother is the only the only one from China, and uh, uh, the rest of the kids were uh, were born in this country. So um, the lover, though, the lover was from China. Came from yeah, China. the lover yeah. is from Beijing, I guess, okay. because yeah. he uh, he does have uh, he does have a line saying um, people in Beijing are still awake. Um, oh when, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, when 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 they ask him, do you know what time is it? You know, we're still sleeping here. Oh, he shows up at the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then he said, but you know, people in Beijing are already you know oh. waking up yeah, and yeah. doing things. Yeah. So so that's you know it, it, everything. Even though it seems like uh, uh, might just be a, a through line, um, there's a lot of uh, um, a lot of uh, meanings to everything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like. Uh, like it, like literally, China right now. Today's China. It's just so um, people don't stop. They just work, 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 and uh, um, the whole China is very different than uh, than the China before. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe, one, yeah, yeah. Maybe we could talk about that. Uh, you started off as a, a kind of a child uh, poster poster girl for the Cultural Revolution in a way. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How, how did I that? Was, how did that come from? Why why did you have to write a letter uh, um, to your well, dad? You know, well, you, you have to think about. Um, you have to remember. Um, you know, I I was I was young. I was only um, I was not quite even nine years old yet um, huh. because of my birthday. Um, so you know, I have a daughter. Um, she's nine years old right now. So you know, they they they're still very innocent, but they do have their own um, perspective of what's going on in adults' life as well. Yeah. And uh, um, um, whether that perspective is, uh, um, you know, it agrees with the rest of the uh, adult world, um, it's their perspective nonetheless. So for me, um, my perspective at that time, it was, um, you know, my beloved dad um, were sent to the countryside, you know, the education, re-education school. Um, and he wasn't allowed to come home, and I couldn't see him. And then, um, and then, of course, I was—I actually, I was already uh, a part, you know, a member of the Red Guard. And then I was, uh, uh, you know, I was uh, expelled because um, my father—they said I was no longer good enough. So they took my, um, you know, little armband away. So that was like, a, you know, my badge of honor. They Is this 60, 65 or something? 68? No, 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 68. 68, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, and, wow. and so, so, I, um, so I have to um, 
because of that, I have to um, I have to think about what should I do because I you know I want my little badge of honor. I want to be a red guard. So I just thought um, maybe um, if I can ask my dad, right? Because he's the one. So I just wrote him a letter saying, uh, yeah, I have no idea the letter how to even read it. I just wrote it because I thought it would be, um, you know, it's it just a letter from daughter to to a father. Um, but, you know, little did I know they actually censor everything. Oh, they um, open it up and see what she get, he gets, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they will not let you get anything, um, uh, let anybody get anything without censor, without opening up and see what's in there. So, so that's how it happened. So they got this letter and they just, you know, couldn't be more happy because this is the this is some what they needed. Was the whole idea is uh, uh, the younger generation is going to it's going to uh, <laughs> you know going to be the future of uh, of the country. And uh, here we are, we got one. <laughs> so so it was really quite um, to me. It was a, just a big show in the sense. Um, you know, it's almost like as if you've been picked by your teacher to, um, you know, to be a to be a spokesperson, model, model well, student, or something. Yeah, yeah. model student in yeah. your class, yeah. and I had a great time. You know, I didn't know I was doing anything wrong or anything um, that I didn't even know I was hurting my father. You know, in the sense that only only later, after I grew up, did I realize how terrible that was. It must be um, for my father, but at that time, it was. You know, it was great. It was like oh, a big party. Wow. How long was the letter? How long did you write? Uh, two pages or a few pages? Oh, no, it's just one page. I wasn't, you know, I, you know, I was nine years old. I can't I can't really write too much yet. <laughs> and I, I actually copied, you know, from newspapers anyway. Um, and uh, um, The slogans, and, the slogans. Yeah, you know, yeah, all the slogans. It wasn't really a narrative or emotional. Um, it was, uh, uh, you know, I was basically saying um, you have to embrace the communist um, if you are not, and I will, uh, because uh, the communist is the is our new um, hope, and uh, Chairman Mao is our new father because we call him the father of the nation, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, and so, I, you know, I was telling my dad, if you know, if you don't, if you don't. Uh, uh, turn back and join the communists. I will. I will because I still have a father. Because Chairman Mao is my father. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. like a, it's very childish, uh, but uh, you know, it got to the point, right? <laughs> so, how did they? Uh, what did they do after they saw your letter? Did Did your father actually get it? Get the no. letter? No. Oh. No. Actually, um, I was. Um, um, they invited me to act. Actually, go to the um, the re-education school or camp, and uh, I didn't know why they invited me. Uh, it turned out that this is why they invited me for this letter. Uh, I thought, you know, maybe because of my letter, they let me um, see my father. My father must be changed because of my letter, um, but it's not. They invited me, and uh, I went there to um, to see my dad. But it turned out it was a um, the criticizing party, oh. uh, yeah. So uh, they used my le- they actually um, um, turned uh, copied my letter into what we call the big character posters. Yeah, yeah. And so they put it up. That's about yeah. Yeah, that's about yes. And they put it up um, on the wall, 
and uh, uh, with all the people from the concentration uh, re-education uh, school uh, sitting uh, sitting down, literally sitting just on the on the dirt uh, on on the ground, and then I was up on the stage, uh, you know, with all the leaders. Um, we had a meeting. Basically, we denounced everybody's wrongdoing, and they should all learn from me. <laughs> and, uh, and wow, so uh, much power. Yeah, you know, very powerful. It was great. You know, can you imagine? <laughs> you know, today, if you put a nine-year-old up there, giving that kind of power to her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was, yeah, I was beaming with pride, and just so happy. Uh, of course, not understand anything going on there. But um, then they gave me, um, so they actually gave me a new name because of that. Yeah. Um, and I was called uh, Forever Red Yong Hong. And uh, um, and wow. as a matter of fact, to some people, some of my friends from that period, they still call me Yong Hong today. <laughs> it's so amazing. Yeah. I would I could not believe. You know, I would talk to some people, and uh, um, and I would get a message, and they would say, "Hey, uh, Yong Hong, where are you?" I'm like, "What are they? Who are they calling? I'm not. I'm not forever red. I'm Anna." <laughs> where where yeah. were you living then when this happened? Um, I was in Shandong province. Ah. Yeah, yeah. And your father was in another province? Oh. It's just in the, still in Shandong province. Oh. It's in the countryside. We were in Jinan in the city. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But why did he, uh, why was he put in a camp? Was he in the wrong class? Well, oh. he was, you know, this is kind of a Chinese political thing about, right. um, and and it, uh, it was, um, uh, it, it, he, before the Cultural Revolution started, um, Chinese had Chinese Communists had a movement called uh, Hundred Flowers. Yeah. Um, by Hua right? So it's uh, called um, uh, Let Hundred Flowers Bloom, yeah. and then um, and then therefore we can find out where the hundred weeds are. So just so true by Cao, right? So you clean out all the weeds. Uh, well, you having hundred flowers blooming, um, but the really truth was it was a trick. They want everybody to say what they think about communists in order to find out their true intention. That's what they think. Uh-huh. Um, so um, all the intellectuals, like my father, they actually really, you know, really thought this was a great opportunity to help a communist. So they spoke out, and uh, uh, you know told the communists that their true feeling and what they, they what they think uh, can be done to make a China a better place um, and then that's the end of them so <laughs> you can't you can't criticize them oh so it was, it was their words were used against them later yeah yeah exactly so what do you what do you think of the cultural revolution now do you do you think it was uh, what, what do you think of it Oh, uh, you know, I actually, I don't know. I, you know, so that's something uh, from my own personal experience. I can't really say um, anything bad because um, it's just my unique experience. I was, uh, you know, I was, uh, I was their little puppy. You know, I was their little, um, you know, prodigy, right? Yeah. And uh, um, and so I didn't really. Um, I didn't really suffer like some other um, other people. Um, you know, they there's a lot of stories about 
um, how much they suffered, their sure. family themselves. I didn't really suffer. The kind of suffer I, if if you call it suffer, is more um, uh, mentally because they have turned me into this um, uh, very zeal and very uh, single-minded um, and you know a hardcore communist. Um, uh, but at the time, that kind of a manipulation. Um, uh, I was unaware of. Did it, turn, I, you know, did it yeah, open I, any doors? Uh, I mean, well, yeah, you're still a me, kid. Yeah. yeah what what me, doors did it open? Yeah. Yeah, for me, in a way, it's actually, um, it, I become a, in a way, I become a very uh, strong person. Um, you know, I was the only child from my family uh. and, 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 you know, living in the city. My parents, you know, spoiled me as much as they could. And, uh, um, um, but the communists, in a way, um, the way they have brought me up um, made me a lot more stronger in terms of physically and mentally because they would not let me get away um, if I'm not strong, if I'm, if I'm soft, quote-unquote, if I'm soft spirit, you know, mentally, they will not uh, tolerate that as a communist. So being a, being a red card, um, I become a lot more um, um, uh, in the, it, it, I, I wouldn't say appreciate, but it is um, the responsibility I was given. So I become more responsible um, because I always know, in the sense, I become a part of myself, a habit of me trying to do my best um, because that's what I was expected. So I need to be, uh, I need to always be on my, on my best behavior, uh, best performance. Um, you know, I, because of that, after, you know, after years of that, you just become, um, um, uh, in a way, become a, your second nature. You just want to work really hard. You always want to be good. Um, you always, uh, in a way, you're always very tough on your own self. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, I, those are, I actually think are, those are good qualities, I think, in life. How about, so, um, how about um, concern for society rather than individual? Um, that's, that's actually, um, I think it's very good, too, because I actually, um, you know, in whole thing, it's always about uh, collective effort, and it's not about individuals versus, uh, in the sense, in the Western society, it's more about individuals thrive right. to your best. Uh, sure. you know, and uh, I actually think, you know, I, myself growing up with that sense of a community, um, I do feel like I have a, a lot more, whether consciously I knew it or not, I do have a pretty um, a good idea or, or, uh, or, or, or at least awareness of what the bigger picture is in terms of a society, uh, in terms of the whole world. I don't really think of myself as much um, because, um, you know, one thing communists taught me to do is always put the uh, people, the party, yeah, in front of yourself. So, yeah. um, so I, 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 anyway, I always, you know, I always say I have to thank communists for the way they trained me. Um, I'm not a bad person um, since I, you know, since I don't have a personal suffering uh, from, 
from you know from other people's uh, like other people's experience. I I, I don't know. I actually I actually I I do want to um, you know I do wondering if without cultural revolution you know without the communist stuff um, if I had been just this one child you know by a doctor and a professor um, would I be who I am today? I don't know. You could be so, a little emperor, empress. I, I, I might be a little empress, exactly. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so that just proves again everything has two sides. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it might, you know, absolutely there are, there are people who have suffered tremendously during the Cultural Revolution, but I'm just talking about my own personal experience. It's a uh, it's a bittersweet, I would say. Yeah. 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 So your your father was a was a doctor. Uh, uh, my professor? father was a professor. professor. My mom was a doctor. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, w- what kind of professor? Uh, economy. Oh, economics. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. How about my mom, mom. My mom was a uh, gynecologist. Oh. Yeah. And did 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 your dad get released earlier because of what of your letter or or later? No. Or later? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Because he has to earn his own release. <laughs> oh, so it didn't—it didn't rub off on him. You know, no, it didn't rub yeah. off on him, and only me. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. Huh. I didn't help him. Sorry, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> so how how much longer was he in? Was he totally? How long did he stay in the re-education camp? Uh, he stayed for two and a half. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And did your mother ever go put in camp? Or? My mama was not. Oh. I, I, a lot of the doctors actually spared the kind of a physical um, labor. Um, yeah. yeah, labor, just because I guess, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody needs doctors, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think that's what happened. Um, but they did, my mom did do one thing at that time. They were thinking of um, taking, um, instead, you know, the idea is why would doctor has to sit in their office for uh, people to go to see them? Um, yeah. Why, why the, doc- the doctor should go to where people are? Uh, oh, yeah. So, uh, so um, my yes. mom actually was what they call the barefoot doctor. Barefoot doctor, so, like, yeah, yeah. like that Canadian doctor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so my mom... Yeah. Uh, so my mom was um, actually on sort of like a, a tour, a doctor tour, you know, like concert tour. There's a doctor's tour, and she was doing that. So going to the countryside, oh, that's good. Uh, li- yeah. li- literally set up a tent um, yeah, yeah. at the at the end of the field to treat patients. Yeah. Do you think now with modernization and globalization in China is is everybody just wanting to make more money? <laughs> uh, yeah. I think you know when you have um, when you have a country um, that has been um, you know has been in uh, you know third world development country for so long, and uh, when the door opens and uh, uh, and the things change, um, you tend to go a little bit um, on the other you know more extreme side. But I think um, I think. Um, I, I think China is going to change. You have to. It's almost like you have to let them to go to the other extreme before yeah. they can come back to find where the, um, you know, where is the balance? Where is the um, where where is the place that's good for everybody? 
So it's like um, a pendulum, like a, yeah. a clock. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because you won't. You, otherwise, you won't know. Because you know, I always say, if uh, if people haven't getting a piece of chocolate, how can you ask them whether they like it or not? You <laughs> yeah, have, yeah, sure. yeah. You have to give it to them. Let them be, you know, addicted to it, and then they will realize, okay, too much fat is not good for you, uh, and then they will come back. I, I think China, yeah, yeah. in a way, China needs that just to build its own wealth um, because mm, it's, yeah. been cl- yeah, it's been closed for so long, it's been poor for so long. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, once it, you know, economically um, it, it's strong enough, and uh, I think once people um, understood uh, they, they can still have a dinner today, you know, after lunch and tomorrow, won't be a disaster, and uh, yeah. um, then they will relax, and then they will say, okay, there's more things in life than just making money. But right now, I think they need to go through that. Oh, when you, they made you, uh, or the, they didn't train you as a film editor in China, huh? No, Even though you had, they, they yeah. gave me a job. They, they, they said I can, after I, was gradu- after I graduated from university, they gave me a job as a film editor. They, um, they said, okay, this is what you're going to do. And I really hated it. I cried, actually. I said, I don't want to be a film editor. I don't like, I don't know how to do films. You studied uh, literature. Yeah, I studied literature, yeah. And I was actually already um, publishing, uh, like, essays and uh, poems when yeah. I was at school. I was already uh, quite successful in terms of writing things, and I really wanted to be a writer. And... Uh, um, you know, I, my dream was to write novels or plays, and you know, I, I I never dreamed one day that I would be in a film industry, and here I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 here I am. I don't know what other job I can do besides making film. <laughs> what did you? How how did you end up doing film? Actually, then. Uh, I mean, you were doing propaganda films earlier? Uh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, in China, the movies we do, it's, you know, especially at that time, at mid-80s, um, all the movies are still controlled by the government. Sure. Uh, so whatever we do, it's, um, it, we were giving, um, you know, at the, end of the, uh, at the beginning of the year, uh, we, all, uh, we all, you know, we'll have a quote-unquote production meeting, and uh, everybody's name be called. And then they will say, okay, you do this one, you do this one. So there's a list of projects um, came from the government, and uh, um, that's what we do. So you yeah. have no choice what you want to do, and uh, they just give it to you. When they documentaries or other they're, stuff? Yeah, they're documentaries, they're, science, uh, they're educational movies. They're, oh. I actually even done a musical and uh, a TV project. You know, it's all different kind of things. It, there's no specific one for you to do. It's whatever they give it to you for that particular year, that's what you do. So how did you get into film when you came to U.S.? Um, I went to UCLA. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, uh, because I, um, uh, you know, I, at that time I was already film editor, um, and, uh, uh, you know, I need to, um, I need to uh, sort of like a, After I realized, um, after I realized, actually, I like filmmaking. Oh. (laughs) After, after, um, you know, after I become an editor, and uh, and uh, so, so I just thought, you know, because, yeah, because, um, you know, I don't, I don't really have a uh, 
I guess, you know, thorough professional training, I should, uh, um, if I want to actually be a filmmaker, at least I need to get some kind of uh, um, knowledge of filmmaking. So when I came to UCLA, I decided, I mean, before I came to UCLA, I, I thought I need to go to get some kind of uh, uh, professional training. So that's why um, after I came to this country, I applied, actually I applied UCLA and USC, and uh, um, um, I was uh, I was accepted at both of them, but USC was just too expensive for me as, um, you know, as a, someone from China at sure, the time. Sure, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's so, more ho- more Hollywood, I guess, huh? I mean, USC yeah. is more Hollywood, and uh, UCLA is more independent. Role, yeah, I guess. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Are, so, you, ha- uh, are you happy with your choice? <laughs> um, well, you know, I, 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 the choice was um, the choice was made more um, uh, purely a financial choice because I can't afford it. Yeah, um, of course. Yeah, and uh, and also I was, I, you know, I was quite ignorant about, uh, um, uh, you know, about the differences between USC and the UCLA. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so I, you know, I, 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 at the time, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know what kind of choice I was making, but right now, I don't, you know, I don't know whether I think it's a good choice or bad choice. I just think it's a, it's a choice. Um, I mean, there's no good or bad or right or wrong. It's it's just a choice, and uh, um, uh, I'm happy because I learned so much from UCLA, and uh, um, I, you know, I I don't think I, I would do differently. This uh, whole Asian American community, filmmaking community. So uh, you got into that too, into this uh, Asian American uh, film festival and uh, all sorts of stuff yeah. associated with it. Yeah. I, I actually, um, you know, my first job was uh, working with uh, um, with uh, Wayne on Jola Club. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I got, um, you know, I got, uh, um, I, I got to do that right after I graduated from UCLA, and that was really, really uh, probably the best uh, opportunity I could ask for, or anybody could ask for, because um, Wayne is such a great director, and uh, um, I learned so much from him, and. You know, as uh, you know, as someone from China didn't really know anybody, and as a student just graduated from UCLA, I, you know that's like a golden opportunity. I couldn't ask for more, and because of that, I got to know a lot of people um, in the uh, you know in the sort of like the Asian American film community, whether it's actors or uh, producers and uh, you know directors. So that was very good. Uh, you also worked on uh, worked with Oliver Stone on Nixon. Yeah, because of the um, actually that's also because of Joyla Club and Nixon. Um, uh, Oliver Stone was the producer on Joyla Club, and oh, right, so right, yeah, right. yeah. So he actually um, he actually uh, when he was doing Nixon, he um, you know the whole uh, part of story about Nixon, you know, basically in China. So he was he actually started was you know he wanted to asked me to see if I could uh, actually play the uh, the translator, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. but I wasn't good enough. I guess <laughs> oh, <laughs> I I end up only uh, just just help him on that um, on that part of the movie. Yeah. Oh, do you want to act still? Um. Uh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> but it just so happened that I was actually into commercials. Um, uh, you know, just because. Uh, 
just just because I was in the red age age group, they're they're looking for a certain age group of Chinese yeah. women, and it's actually quite hard to find. And so I was, you know, I was casting for oh. two commercials. So no, I don't want to be in front of camera. I'll I'll be too <laughs> too scared. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. from uh, you would think uh, Red God would not be scared of crowds. <laughs> no, actually, I don't. I don't mind the behind the behind the scene crowd, but uh, um, but uh, um, you know, um, uh, but if it's uh, in front of the camera crowd, I. You know, in front of a camera, you're not in the crowd. Actually, it's only behind scene that's crowd. Because when you're in front of a camera, you're by yourself. You're the star. <laughs> you're, the focus. you're the center yeah. of yeah, the yeah. attention. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thank so, you very much. Um, yeah, yeah, you can. Um, I'll um, I'll keep in touch, and uh, I'll write to um, uh, Dave and uh, get. Uh, Get your email, and we can yeah. uh, keep in touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please keep in touch, and uh, um, you know the movie plays this. You know, opens this Friday on um, you know on, on Sunset Five and uh, Pasadena Playhouse Seven, and uh, um, uh, maybe you should go see it in the theater so you have a different experience with audience. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Se- yeah, seeing it on the big screen is always different I, yeah, from watching always, it on a computer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah, and uh, um, thank you very much, Ben, and uh, um, and keep you in touch. Yeah, I will. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Uh, we've been talking with um, An Anna Chi, uh, who was a red god during the Cultural Revolution, uh, poster girl for the Cultural Revolution, based on a letter she wrote to her father as a nine-year-old, and now is the director of a new film called Dim Sum funeral about the travails of a Chinese-American family living in, or based in Seattle, and they were living all over, and come back, they come back for a funeral of the emperor, of the, not emperor, of the dragon lady, who was the dowager of the family, uh, the matriarch. Uh, So that's uh, this edition of Subversity here from Danzang. Uh, here on KCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thanks for listening.